The Word of God that calls for our attention this evening comes to us from the prophet Isaiah, the ninth chapter, verse 2. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwelt in a land of deep darkness, on them has light shined. So far our text. Very similar to that first Christmas Eve, we gather in darkness to hear once again the good news of great joy. The light that we do have focuses on the most important part of our service, the altar. The altar which gives us our salvation as our Savior's body and blood come to us through the precious gifts of bread and wine. But also as we have set up under the altar the manger scene. The manger scene gives the altar its meaning. Because without our Savior taking on flesh and being born in the manger, the altar means nothing. But vice versa, without Jesus dying on the cross and offering us His body and blood on the altar, the manger means nothing. And so it is here, in the front of the sanctuary, where the glory of the Lord shines around us as the glory of the Lord shone around the shepherds out in the field watching their sheep. Because it is the light focusing on Jesus who gave Himself for us to purify for Himself a people for His own possession who are zealous for good works. We need the light because we walk in the darkness of our sins. Our sin has caused our hearts to be a land of deep darkness. And yet God shines His light right there. And if you think that 2021 is as horrible as it could possibly get, just remember what God said about man right before the flood. The Lord saw that the wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every intention of the thoughts of their hearts was only evil continually. 3,000 B.C., 700 B.C., when Isaiah is prophesying, 2021, nothing's changed with that. Our hearts are still a land of deep darkness. Yet God shines the light of His Son upon us. And says, as we'll sing during communion, All you beneath your heavy load, by care and guilt bent low, who toil along a dreary way with painful steps and slow, to you He offers rest. To you He shines His light to lift the burden, to banish the darkness, so that we may see Him in all of His glory. Christ's light shines on us in the most unexpected of places. We just sang, now He shines the long expected. And yes, everybody was expecting Him. And yet, nobody was expecting the way He came. Because His light shines in the most unexpected of places, like a manger, 
in a cattle stall in a small town of Bethlehem. His light shines from there, showing the dawn of His redeeming grace. Showing you in His flesh that word of peace, that all the promises now have come to pass. All those promises from the Old Testament, all that waiting that was done, the waiting is now over. It is here in the manger, still not where people think to look. But then again, the baby in the manger grows up to be the man who dies on the cross. Yet another place where Christ's light shines the brightest, but people don't want to look because they remember the passion narrative as everything went dark as Jesus hung on the cross. Yet his light shines as he sits there, lays there suffering for the sins of you and me, redeeming us from all of our darkness, shining his light so that we might sing his praises. Because he is the one who is chanted of of old from the ancient of times. And those prophets, those patriarchs, and everyone else who has come through has the same request and prayer in mind. Let no tongue on earth be silent. Every voice in concert ring about the salvation that Jesus gives us. And let every heart prepare him room and heaven and nature sing. While definitely Joy of the World talks about Christmas, there's this line that points to his triumphal entry, where the Pharisees and the Sadducees beg Jesus to tell his disciples to stop shouting all the hosannas. And he says, if these were quiet, the very stones would cry out. Heaven and nature singing the praises of their God. Their God who came into the world, took on flesh when the fullness of time had come. In real history, Caesar Augustus' census, while Quirinius was governor of Syria. We can date these guys. We know these guys existed. Jesus came in the flesh, not as a fairy tale, not as some ancient myth, but as true history and changes everything with his life and his death and his resurrection. And so we, in real history, as every second passes away, we wait. We waited all through the season of Advent to get to this moment, to sing all of the great Christmas hymns, and to hear the story once again of the good news of great joy. And we go on to tomorrow, hear it all over again. And for the next 12 days, as the 12 days of the Christmas season goes on, and then what? Now we wait some more. Because this coming is not His only coming. He is coming back, not as a baby in the manger, not coming back to die once again, but coming back to judge the living and the dead. Coming to us 
to bring those of us who believe that His birth means the world to us. That His death means the world to us. Will take us from this world of deep darkness and bring us into the new heavens and new earth that are eternally lit beyond our wildest dreams. Amen.